What's cracking, lovely people? Welcome back to the Big Feed Up HQ podcast, a podcast about nutrition, movement, outdoor experiences. This is season three. So if you're a new listener, get back. I've got over 80 episodes and basically just look at a title, see if something resonates with you, have a listen, rate the show, subscribe, mega. So without further ado, I've got a guest on the show today. He is a personal trainer, a rugby coach. He actually used to play for a team that I was an intern for quite a few years ago, oh, back in 2011, 2012, I think it was. Can't even remember. So, um, yeah, this chap's name's Matt Mullen. And Matt, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thanks hey. for having me. I mean, it's good to have you back on. So, yeah, we, I suppose we haven't spoken properly since since then. So, um yeah, you've uh, you've done a lot, obviously, since then in terms of playing rugby, retiring from rugby, starting coaching. Um, so yeah, keen to just get my listeners to kind of understand a bit of the background about yourself, really, mate. Yeah, so I played, I think it was eight or nine years at Worcester Warriors, and then left in 2013, the summer of 2013, and went down to Wasps when they were still based in London. I had six years at Wasps, which included uh, the move up to Coventry. Um, I've won, I think it was 17 England caps across that period of time. But unfortunately in January, so almost 12 months ago actually, uh, retired from the game, uh, partly due to injury, partly my own choice, retired from the game. Spent sort of six or seven months in the wilderness of normal life and facing having to get what people call a normal job. And then in September, started working at a school, doing some rugby coaching, and accidentally fell into the world of PT and fitness and nutrition and health and trying to help people live their best life. Mm. So obviously for you, it was was part of your work, wasn't it? Kind of honing your nutrition to fuel for function and performance, and then obviously go through a variety of strength and conditioning um you know processes training protocols for your for your for your job and then you kind of transitioned into that and and working with people and and you know providing that for is it general public do you work with people that have athletic backgrounds or that are competing in things now or are you here for everyone like what's the what's the kind of plan yeah, so i've um i've not really got a, a set niche or a, a type of bracket of people uh i definitely haven't met ultra ultra competitive people in terms of whether it's powerlifting or top end sport yet mm. I've worked some people that play sport I guess as a hobby or socially trying to help them reach levels of performance they didn't even know was possible mm. uh, but also people that have never stepped foot in a gym or have only done sort of group uh, or or circuit type sessions trying to get them some muscle or introduce them into the world of trying to be a bit healthier Uh, I just feel like the world in general, and I know this from myself, you say about trying to eat or have nutrition to aid performance, but I think nutrition, particularly across my career, was uh, probably the thing that was most neglected Mm. in my performance. I've always been really interested in the S&C side of rugby or my own training. But for a long, long time, uh, whether it was naivety on my part or... Uh, lack of development from the clubs I was at in terms of the, the uh, nutritional side, I've seen in the kind of last three or four years the 
the benefit it can make. And I think when you're talking to the general population, it's probably the one area that people just aren't educated on. So what if, I suppose you know it, it's hard to put into a, a, a few sentences like the main uh, shift for you. But was it personal research? Did you start eating in a different way or start uh, talking to people differently when you left elite sport and then things started to shift and you went down the rabbit hole and found a new dietary approach or like you said, just uh, generally invested more time in nutrition? Like what was the yeah what what was the kind of uh, process there, mate? Well, I think I think there were kind of three key uh, stages to this. One was um, kind of halfway through my career, I had a quite a severe injury while I was still at Worcester, actually. And there was an Australian player at the time, Chris Latham, like one of the world's best fullbacks. Um, we were talking, and he kind of just said, "Why aren't you eating or investigating, trying to look after your body better? You've only got one body." Mm. And I kind of assumed in my early years that if if you got sent for an operation, when the surgeon said that date you can play, your body kind of fell back to normal, yeah. or there was no way of preventing injuries moving forward. And I was never really educated from a young age about ways of preventing it or how to stay on top of your body, whether it was eating or extra training or changing your training around to prevent these injuries. So that was a bit of a light bulb moment. And then probably about three years ago, I got introduced to a bodybuilder in Leamington who offered to help me because I've always been told I was a little bit smaller I needed to get bigger in my career and I went and met him he offered me some help and support around my eating just to try and get a bit of size on and implementing some of his changes uh, nothing to do with professional rugby just somebody who's prepared to help me mm-hmm. I saw instant changes in my physique within a matter of weeks so that was the second thing. And then thirdly, since leaving professional rugby, I invested for the first time in a coach for myself. Mm. And that was pretty diet-based. And I did that online. And I've gone through the biggest transformation in my own physique in the past six, seven months. That actually culminated in a photo shoot in December, just before Christmas. Uh, and I lost so much weight almost by accident and again that's another light bulb moment where by implementing certain things into my diet my daily routine um, without seismic shifts really Mm. you can get huge results Mm. yeah that's interesting and I suppose like you said you just you gave it time and then you invested in the process Um, and I think a mixture of those things like you said with the background around nutrition to prevent injury support performance working with that coach that can put on you know, size and muscle, and then I assume uh, working with the the coach around you, you're obviously leaner, um, and then with, with the type of training, it'd be cool to get into what you did. But I assume there's there's quite a lot of sets in there, quite a lot of time under tension, so that does require you to be, you know, quite energized for those training sessions. I assume so you probably had to think about your energy levels around your training. So were, that, were they some of the things that you started to look at for that for that process? Yeah, well, I've invested in two separate coaches uh, since retiring. And one was, because I'd never done it before, mm. and I found somebody uh, that I did a 12-week program with, and that was purely about managing my calories. Uh, it was nice for me um, just to get somebody else to, to program for me, mm. to set a diet. I'm, I'm, quite, I'm quite lucky in the fact that 
somebody tells me to do something, whether it's training or diet or eat a certain way, I can just go on and do it. Mm. So to have that whole process taken out of my hands and then slightly uh, higher level of accountability mm. was really nice. But then I thought about, it was around the sort of time I was actually um, thinking about becoming a PT. I thought, well, why don't I expose myself to another coach's viewpoint where I can learn from this for myself? So I went and hired another coach and that was when it really ramped up. So there was a lot more science about nutrient timing, uh, where to place your carbs around your training, mm. um, differently on rest days, all sorts of things like that. And that's when I really saw huge gains in my physique. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. There's definitely more. I'm just, I'd say, yeah, the chronic nutrition, the timing, I think everyone always, especially in the fitness industry, you know, obviously calories are king for weight loss, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, the timing side of things, and especially like I'm similar to you, I work everyday people, general health span, yes, weight loss, but managing blood sugar, cholesterol, blood pressure, things like that. So the timing of foods, um, even just to support energy levels and things before people are exercising or just around work, it's, it's a fascinating area for me, that chronic nutrition. That's something I'll be investigating more this year Re- that's probably the main thing I'm, I'm reading um about generally um in terms of the 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 nutrition side of the literature so yeah it's it's, mate, it's really interesting um so yeah the process of you obviously hiring coaches learning a lot from from them working on yourself and then now you're you're you've kind of converted not converted but you're then going to be that person that coach that kind of uh um you know individual to take a bit of decision fatigue away from people to help them in terms of their programming with their movement things like that um it's early days but are you enjoying that process obviously you're probably refining it with every person with every session you do like how's how's that looking you know that side of your work now yeah i, I really really enjoy it and one of the biggest aspects of it's coaching the children at school whether it's rugby or helping um a 40, 50-year-old lady who's a bit shy and nervous about going into a gym environment. I just love the ability to to help people and help them learn. Um, fitness and well, particularly the training side has been a massive part of my life since the age of sort of 15 or 16. So to be able to impart either confidence or body confidence or the, the ability to step foot in the gym on their own and feel like they belong in there I've seen massive benefits whether it's physically or mentally or applying a career out of training um, to be able to then pass on that knowledge or that ability for them is, is huge for me so like you said I'm still learning and evolving but to play some small part in helping someone on their fitness journey is uh, the main reason for doing it really mm. and then moving forward do you think it'll be a, a kind of combination of, of, of some of your coaching and things at the school and then um, will you do one-on-one work or do you think you work with with groups of people like what what you um you know what are you planning on doing i know it's probably quite you're quite flexible at the moment but um yeah like how's that how's that going to look i have no idea to be honest at the moment i i thoroughly enjoy working with the children i'm maybe i'm biased because of the rugby element um and also the, the children are like sponges so i could tell them to play rugby on top of their head and they'd probably try it yeah and anyway um I do enjoy that interaction of face-to-face PT. I don't have tons and tons of clients at the moment because of time commitments. Uh, but also the business was set up predominantly and primarily to be online to try and 
get a slightly bigger reach of people, but also having experienced the the one-to-one PT stuff, you very rarely get more than an hour with your client Mm. in a week. Mm. There's so much time for them to either go off course or to find problems in their day-to-day routine as well with an online, even if it's simple WhatsApp messages or laying out a program for five days or a seven-day eating plan, you get a lot more access to the clients and the clients get a lot more access to you so there's a lot more support there yeah yeah i think that and that's the key thing isn't it it's, it's the feedback and it's the give and take and like you said earlier yes obviously accountability but when someone's checking in with you like you said you you may be speaking to them over a matter of days about okay you know what's going in globally food wise or um how are you feeling in terms of your movement today if you're not quite firing if you're I don't know if you keep scales with clients, but say for me, I'll do uh, like a one to 10 and we, we won't use a seven. So, you know, eight, eight onwards, everything's firing, jumping out of bed, planning on doing the training, the food that we've talked about. Whereas if they're kind of six, five or less, you know, things might change around. Like I don't have daily contact with the people I work with, with my role, but um, you know, that, that kind of stuff is it's what people are looking for really, isn't it? It's that um, someone that cares and then, and then having quite a flexible you know, ad- adaptable plan. Um. Yeah, the other thing I've noticed is, um, maybe because I've been on a diet myself uh, with my own coaches, but the, the world at the moment, everything's geared, socially, it's geared around alcohol and food. You you meet your friends, it's either at the pub or you go for a meal at the weekend or Christmas time, you meet up and you're going for a meal. Mm. And it's, uh, for, these, for these people that you work with as clients, a lot of it is about giving them the confidence to be able to do those social activities, but to stay on plan or as close to as plan as possible. So we've had people phone us or text us and say, um, right, I've got this work event or I've, I've got this meal booked with four friends on Sunday. We're going to this restaurant. What would you advise us to eat on the, Or how would you gear your week around going out for a few drinks on this night? Um, so if you give them a bit of confidence to be able to manage those social situations, even if it's just add in an extra training session or cut out a snack on the day of, mm. or mm. You, well, it's like the simple solution can often mean uh, a big shift in their own mindset, but also allow them to get better results. Mm. Yeah, I mean, definitely. And it is, it's that term that you can use there for kind of like reducing dietary fatigue. And, and that's, that's the, you know that's what you're basically saying over time how can someone um if they're if they're keen to reach a performance and that performance is like you said a, i don't know a healthier dietary pattern or weight loss or um you know whatever it is how can you reduce that dietary fatigue so they don't kind of go and crash out of it like you said you have that flexibility um so yeah th- you know those simple tools like front front loading your food maybe back loading your food on certain days knowing if you've got if you're eating more in the evenings you know, changing things in the day, just those, that, that kind of simple approach. And, and I suppose now, you know, now, now you're a coach and, and you're working with people. Um, it's interesting you're on the other side because maybe before in, in your athletic career or I don't know, when you, when you were younger, did you kind of see some of these practitioners or coaches and people like this as, you know, that, that they're kind of all knowing or, you know, they, they had a certain way of doing things and it, it's, it's interesting now you're on this other side and you can look back at some of the people you work with, either in nutrition or training or things like that, and the kind of veil's been lifted a bit, really, hasn't it, for you? And and you're just trying to work with people honestly and and um, 
you know, just 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 be just be a kind of decent coach with, with good integrity. Yeah, I think my biggest um, looking back across my career, I think I've soaked up knowledge and um, tried to be a bit of a sponge about the S and C side. I'd always be that annoying player that would go up to the coach and say, "Why are we doing this?" or "How can you make us do that?" or "Why is that rest time that?" or "How do I get better at this?" As where I think I think partly my own naivety and lack of interest in it, but also the way the clubs are structured because SC five coaches there every single day. Mm. As where a nutritionist at the clubs I was at, you don't get a nutritionist in every four to six weeks. Mm. And primarily it was your body fat. And if you were within your bracket of allowance, you'd just be told to carry on as you are. And as long as your performance on the pitch was good, you'd never get any questions about, well, what are you eating or why are you eating that at that time? Mm. If you felt outside of your body fat, whether you were too small, too light, or you were too fat, too heavy, that's when you'd get dragged back in for a consultation about, well, why are you eating that? Or can you eat this? Or we'll give you an extra session to help with that. Um, And for whatever reason, I kind of, tended to fall in the middle of my bracket mm. if anything i was on the small end, so i'd get given an extra weight session or encouraged just to eat more food generally without specific pointers about nutrient timing or increased calories through this and uh, i think i left it far too late to either investigate that myself or seek the knowledge mm. um and i i i think it's probably a 50 50 blame where I think some of the nutritional side of stuff is neglected by the the clubs, but also definitely neglected by the by the players themselves. Mm. I don't, maybe I'm maybe I'm the only one. Maybe some players are different to me, but no. But that's why I wanted to get you on to just get your perspective, really, because you're in a unique position from obviously playing, soaking up, like you said, the not the information around the SNC and nutrition and putting it to performance element, and now you're working with, like you said, everyday people, children trying to just uh, enjoy activity, move, you know, pick up some skills. And then, like you said, middle-aged individuals trying to gain confidence, trying to move more, trying to get more energy, change their body composition. So, you know, that's, you, 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 you know, you, you've got, you've got a lot of things going on there, mate. So I think look like looking forward and, and trying to bring all this together. And obviously, like you said, you're quite, you're quite new in terms of your coaching, but you're, you're, you're building um, your approach with people like that. Um, you know, for for twenty twenty, because obviously we're releasing this podcast at the start of the year. In in terms of the the nutrition side of things, because we've focused on that a little bit. Like, what what do you think generally people should be more aware of? You know, moving into this year, and it doesn't. We don't have to go down some rabbit hole, but it would just be good to get your perspective. You know, working with people, the journey you've been on. Like, is it the timing side of things? You think people should be aware a bit more of or um, changing things on days they're not exercising like uh, you know what 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 can you say there no I, I genuinely think it's even more basic than that for, for the general population I think I think there's a genuine lack of knowledge mm. and I think it's because people don't want to learn I just think you see how busy gyms are because I'm training commercial gyms a lot of the time myself you see I've done sessions in preparation for that photo shoot at 5 o'clock in the morning and it, the gym is busy mm. there's a lot of people desperate to try and be looking a certain way and feel a certain way mm. but I just don't think people pay enough respect to the nutritional side of it 
and it goes back to just the basic like even if it was a general general rule of calories being king calories in versus calories out i don't think a lot of people would truly know how to track their calories or even acknowledge things like cooking in oil mm. the, the and have on your overall calorie consumption mm. and i think uh, a lot of that is just born out not knowing i mean i see that at school as well i've had children play for my teams on saturdays and go and have a massive massive fry up at some cafe called big days yeah. and then and they turn they turn up and say oh, i didn't feel very well today sir i'm like well you had that half an hour before kickoff yeah and I'm not on about purely a, um, a sports performance issue here. I'm on about just a lack of knowledge around how to eat to optimise day-to-day activity. Yeah, perfect. Mate, perfect. Cool. So, mate, if people want to follow you, stay in touch with what you're doing, that kind of side of things, what's, what's, the, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, up until about eight weeks ago, I never had an Instagram account. So my hand has been forced a little bit, but <laughs> get my, me get me personally on uh, Instagram at matt.mullen, M-U-L-L-A-N, yeah. or follow the company on frontrow.fitness. Yeah. Probably the best place. I'm spending a lot of my uh, daily activity trying to figure out how to use Instagram. It's pretty alien to me. I find it very stressful. I'm not sure about you, but... Oh, mate. No, well, I tend. To, the thing is with mine, like I, you know, I put I put my podcast on it, um, but then I, I keep it for just general, uh, social and just like messing around really bits and bobs. So and then my work side of things, I keep I keep off it if that makes sense. But that but that's just shifted. Like I used I changed it, so I, I used to use it for when I was when I was fully working for myself, and it and it was a, it was an arm, it was a tool. So I'm quite lucky in that respect. Um, but. Successful than I am. No, I don't know. I think it's just every interaction I can at the moment. Yeah, no, but I, I don't know. It, it, it can definitely take over. I'd say, I'd say, I called, I called a lot of people I was following because that, that you can, that you can get carried away with, definitely. You know, like I was following a stupid amount of people and just scrolling through and just looking at things that I think I was just wasting time on. So I think if you're gonna follow the people that you like and then you can kind of contact them and things like that i think that's pretty good um but yeah. simple, which button to press when to get what to work i don't even know how to use it <laughs> well mate well next time if if i get you back on the show later later on in the year or something like that or when when the you know when when you move forward with with your business and work and things like that then you know and, and you've got a huge instagram following by then i can say look i've, I've had this guy on my podcast you know, like like when when you you know when you reach Instagram fame, that that'd be the one. Fingers crossed. Now, nah, but cool, mate. I think look, cheers, cheers for coming on. And I think like you said, just bringing bringing things back to basics around total type and timing, really, with with the nutrition. And in terms of your in terms of your online business for people listening, is that is that like a go? Can people search that and get involved in that? People listening, if they're interested in working with you, you know yeah. they. How, how, how is that all working is it uh 12 weeks is it is it uh an ongoing kind of process like what what's the what's the kind of uh yeah what's the vibe with with that yeah so it's tailored to the individual so we've got people on there with home workouts gym workouts uh, commercial stuff home workouts in a home gym um it's tailored around what the individual needs there's uh, meal plans 
nutritional support, uh, training plans. Uh, but the biggest aspect of that online stuff is the it's almost within reason 24/7 contact. Mm. Available WhatsApp for support, a uh, weekly check-in, a weekly voice call. Yeah. There's some group group interaction in there. Uh, so because some people uh, learn a lot from other people, either mistakes or troubles as well, and they yeah. may not realize it themselves, but somebody texting and saying, I'm struggling with this, maybe, oh, yeah, I actually really need to know that. So it's, uh, it's like building a little community, but also that one-to-one element of having a coach almost there on tap. Yeah, man, that's awesome. Cool. All right, lovely people. So, yeah, definitely check out check that out. I'll put the link, I'll get the link off Matt for Front Row, for, uh, I can't even talk, Front Row Fitness uh, and I'll put it in the show notes and his Instagram as well so you can follow him and um, you can gain loads of followers. Um, but yeah, mate, decent to chat and um, yeah, good luck with everything this year as well. Brilliant, thank you very much. Cool, man. Right, lovely people, as always, thanks for listening and today's sponsor of the show, they're called 33 Fuel, so they produce natural and powerful sports nutrition products. So we're talking uh, chia seed energy gels for your bimbles, protein bars, energy bars. Um, everything's whole food based. Uh, really lovely people run the company. They're called Warren, Erica and James. You can reach out to them. And it's, it's just whole food based products. I use them for some of my runs and you can gain 10% off with Matt10 at checkout. So go and do that, follow Matt, follow what he's doing, check out 33 Fuel and we'll speak soon.